Hello everyone and welcome to episode 9 of Natural Expansion, the StarCraft 2 podcast with myself, Wardy. And today I'm going to be joined by Avex, who is a map maker, a very prominent map maker in the community. He has had lots of maps on the ladder in the past. You'll remember Invader, Blood Boil, and a whole bunch of others, I'm sure. And he's going to be talking to us today about, obviously, the Team Liquid Map Contest, which is ongoing and which we've been casting and producing a tournament for the last week or so. And he's also going to talk to us just in general a bit about map making and we're just going to get into his mind a little bit. So, Avex, my man, what's up? How's it going? I'm I'm pretty good. I, I like how you mentioned, like, Blood Boil and Invader. Like, not exactly it's, people's it, it, favorite yeah. <laughs> maps. But... <laughs> I, I don't want anyone coming on the show and just being, like, you know, being, like, the person who is better than me so i've got to like put you down already you know and just you know, put you in your place and make sure people don't like you too much so i mean but go ahead i mean <laughs> tell us all about your other maps as well let us know where people might know you from because um i also made odyssey would be i guess the current the most favored map for people yeah it's not like perfect but it's it's still like not a bad map right so at yeah, least sure. i hope i think i think um, uh, it's funny because i think invader and blood will just stand out to me because i i don't know they i don't know what it is weird games. yeah they were just weird right and it's just like it's just like Avex did this, you know. <laughs> that's that's I, how it is in my I mind. I will never forget the double draw with Pult and Strange. That's strange on Invader. That was Dude. so sick. <laughs> yeah, man, that series was insane. When it shouldn't have been a draw as well. Though. Oh man, Strange. Uh... He could have been a legend and not pulled out. Wow, that is throwing it back. That was actually only last year, right? Like a year and a half ago. Oh, God, it's like a year and a half. I don't ago remember. Already. Wow, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, because yeah, it was like one of the first WCSs last year, I think. Yeah, yeah, because Corhal Carnage was in the map pool too. Wow, what a, what, yeah. a, what a while it's been. I can't even remember Corhal Carnage, that's crazy. The other map people might know me for would be Detox from a couple of years back on the base trade Corsair Cup. Yeah. That was like I, my breakthrough map. I remember that. That was when uh, base trade picked it up and threw it in the map pool and removed one of the probably... Unfamous it was a uh, Lairlac. Lairlac yeah, Crest is yep, what they yep, removed. Yep. Okay, you can, can definitely Screw get behind... Uh, yeah. <laughs> can definitely get behind oh, wait, why no. they removed that one. It might have been Central Protocol, one of those two. Maybe. They were both... I guess Lairlac was slightly more acceptable, but Central Protocol really was that sort of level of craziness. All right, <clears> well, kind of fitting to have you on a show called Natural Expansion, because map makers make natural expansions. I had to throw that joke in there or comment in there. That was really bad. That, that was, but I'm proud of it. I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's the one time I get to try and be funny. I, I'm not very funny usually, so I had to try. I probably could have done it better, but I, I was so eager to do it before I forgot, I guess. So. Um, it was good. I'm, I'm glad you approve. As long as you approve. The guy I try to put down is like giving me reassurance. Like, what kind of terrible person am I? <laughs> oh, oh dear, oh dear. All right, well, I mean... Let's just jump into talking about some stuff and uh, some current maps and just sort of things in general. Like, this is how this podcast sort of vibes. I've been telling you a bit beforehand and prepping you up. Um, we just sort of vibe with it and see what happens and just sort of get into your mind a bit and just, just chat StarCraft. And again, obviously, the map contest is on, so we're going to be talking a bit about that. And obviously, it's kind of your speciality in a lot of ways. Um, so, I mean, just I'll just take a kind of tell us about the map contest. If you guys didn't know, the Team Liquid map contest, currently in its ninth edition, is a tournament or contest run by Team Liquid to basically find a whole bunch of maps that then go through the competition and they get voted on and they this is the very simple vision and then there's a winner and then Blizzard looks at these maps as candidates for upcoming ladder maps. So that's sort of the short version of what the TLMC is, just for short, because I've been saying this all week long casting a tournament and it, it is at the point where I just have to say TLMC instead of Team Liquid map contest every time. Yeah. So... 
Um, but Avex, obviously for you, you're a map maker, and this is one of the big chances for your maps mm. to be seen by people and to be played on by pro players. So why don't you tell us just straight up what the map contest is kind of about for you? For me, so I always saw myself as like an artist before a layout kind of person. Uh, each mapper does everything differently. Um, some people I know like will just sit and grind trying different layouts. Like, oh, what if I put the third here? What if I put the fourth here? What if I do this? What if I do this? Um... I just released a new map called um, Sovereign. It's not in the contest, obviously, because it's after. But um, I posted a bunch of work-in-progress pictures in the Discord that I have, that I run. And people started noticing that I do art and layout at the exact same time, and they both kind of just naturally progress, which can sometimes cause its own issues. Um, but yeah, for me, it's art. Um, I like putting things that I like to look at and probably other people like to look at. Most of the time, I think I create aesthetically pleasing things. Um, I can't at least think of a map where it's like been hideous to look at. But like, I remember Black or uh, excuse me, Blood Boil was pretty aesthetically pleasing for people because it's like red and and white, like blood and snow. It's like, whoa, that's kind of different. Um, you might remember Namaste was pink. You know, I love Namaste. I love that. <clears throat> you you did a couple maps that were like that sort of texture. Cupid, right? yeah, Cupid. Yeah, you, I remember you saw Cupid. Cupid. That was on the uh, the yeah. Look Fada maps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I that, love that, that map one. Was that way map too big. Was, <laughs> that map was way too big, but it was so pretty. If you guys never saw Namaste or Cupid, it was like one of the prettiest maps I think StarCraft's ever possibly seen. It's like, it's just like springtime green. With like pink floral flowers around. Think, think uh, like Japan, like spring Japan. Yeah, it's like springtime Japan sort of feel. It's yeah. Sorry, that was probably one of my favorite tile sets I've ever seen in Starcraft. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was really, I was really happy with that. So yeah, I kind of see myself as like an artist first. Um, unfortunately, with this contest, we were told we can't use um, custom textures anymore, um, primarily because of the problems with Odyssey. If any of you remember playing Odyssey for the first month. Um, frequently your cliffs would turn gold or the trim that kind of goes around the natural would turn gold, the ramps would turn gold, another texture would turn gold, and I kind of forgot which one it was. I think it was one of the natural textures. But, um, yeah, so there's a tech art reason behind that that uh, Blizzard contacted me about. So they said we can't do this and probably won't be doing it in the future, which really sucks. Um, but but it's your like fault, man. You, you broke it with Odyssey, right? So... Uh... <laughs> I don't know what broke it because originally that wasn't a problem. So like, um, first thing that comes to mind is Echo, um, the Cantiva map Echo that hit ladder a couple of years back in Heart of the Swarm. Mm -hmm. It has custom texture, a custom texture, um, or maybe two, but it's the um, when you looking at your natural base on Echo and you kind of go down that ramp, there's these little floral like I forgot what these called like shrubberies. They're kind of like circular spheres stacked on each other. They're colored blue, and um, it used to just be tinted. Like, in the editor, we can tint models, um, right. and that's kind of the way we have to do it now again. But uh, is like, oh, I'll just tint it, and then Blizzard's like, nah, we'll make it actually like a custom texture. It'll look better. So it used to not be a problem. Um, Blood Boil also had custom textures that never got affected, surprisingly, um, I do know for a fact there's a problem with custom textures overlapping. Um, so how StarCraft works, it preloads things when you when you open that for the first time, and then it assumes that texture will be used the same way until you close the client. So <clears throat> let's say I'm playing on Echo, right, which uses no custom textures for this example. 
Um, it's that kind of Protossy look. Um, let's say I have Odyssey, which uses the same exact cliff model and material as Echo does, but obviously it's colored differently. Whichever loads first will be used later. So if I play Echo first and then I play Odyssey right after, the cliffs will be gold. If I play Odyssey first and I play Echo, the cliffs on Echo would be gray. So that's just a problem with the client and how, or the engine and how it handles loading textures. Oh, that's, so that's I, so I assume it got, I, th I think it got worse somehow when Odyssey got uh, put in the pool. And the response to that, which is why you don't see it anymore, is they just made everything I put into Odyssey um, official Blizzard assets. So like you can open the editor now and use the exact Odyssey cliff, um, the darker ramps, the silver ramps. So you just, you um, just have to break stuff enough and make you know force Blizzard to put it in to fix it. They're they're like we don't want to do this yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I mean, I, I can I can I can understand why. But that's pretty that's pretty right. interesting actually. I mean, uh, maybe it takes us a bit away from topic already, but I mean, let's just roll with it. Like, do you, I mean? Is there kind of a lot of other issues you kind of run into as a map maker? I mean, obviously you're going to run into these issues of actually making the maps which are playable and stuff like that, and you're talking about layouts and stuff, but also making it aesthetically pleasing. Like, what other sort of tech issues or some thing, like just issues in general, I guess, do you sort of run into making maps? Like, I don't think there's any other tech issues, at least not that come to mind. There was a really annoying okay. problem like two weeks ago. They made it so two patches ago you had to log in every single time you go into the editor. And there was a point where when you were publishing, um, if you queue up pu publishing, so how publishing works is um, you, you go to file, publish, and then you can checkmark each region that you want to upload to. Um, if you queued any other region, let's say I'm uploading to NA, and then I also queued it to go to EU, when it logs out to log into EU, it would just break. And you have to uh, restart the editor to fix it. So you have to like publish for one region and then log right. out, manually log again, and it's that's, a pain that's in the ass. That's a bit annoying. I, I Seems know, to be fixed, uh... but... I know that uh, they had some uploading issues for this map contest that it just took a while because it kept failing or something. But I, I don't know much about the editor. I'm, this is out of my depth, so that was just you know that's just what I yeah, heard over in a Skype chat. Something, something went horribly wrong with this current patch that just went through. Actually, I think publishing is still disabled. Like, um, not to stray too far from maps, but I know campaign saves. If if you have a campaign save from before this patch, they don't work. Oh really? Um, any replay, any replays from before this patch don't load. Um, oh, wow. We can't publish beautiful. anything right now. Like, it's really bad. But oh wow, this is really rare. Like, this doesn't. This isn't. I'm a sure. I'm sure they'll, they'll find something. Like, it's one of those things. But in I terms mean, of like, when you patch things, things happen, right? Sorry, go ahead. In terms of like problems that come across from like tech issues, bugs, we don't really handle or have to All handle right. with. I remember there was one bug that kind of like peeks its head out every couple months. Sometimes when you save a map, it breaks all of your cliffs, and you have to paint all of them over again. And when you paint over a ramp, it deletes the ramp, so you have to put the ramp back. <laughs> so that's Which, when you have certain models over it, like, um, I don't know if any of the maps in the contest have this ramp. Let me look real quick. I don't think so. Uh, um, this would be surprising if it doesn't. Oh, God's Garden has it. Anyway, um, God's Garden has its own weird ramps, but there's uh, one ramp that uses an, an actual normal ramp <clears throat> where it's a 45-degree angle. Sometimes when you delete um, a ramp and put it back in, it will shift models around, especially when they're what we call splats, which is just a texture that's applied to a surface. So um, I'm trying to think of an example that people would know. 
So like on Overgrowth, for example, everyone knows that map, there's that big circle underneath like your natural and your third base, that flat circle. That's yeah. a splat. It's, right. it's just a flat thing slapped onto the... T- it's not, it doesn't it's, raise it's up just the... It's like, uh, like, just like a deco. It's a plane kind of thing. So it's like a deco sort of thing, though. I mean, yeah, everything is a decoration. Right, right, But sure. it's, it's, it's not... A, I mean, technically it is a model, but... For this case, it's not a model where it's like, like it a... has height and stuff. Okay. It's just a flat thing. Yeah. So that can sometimes cause issues. Blackpink actually had this issue when I was doing my iteration changes uh, yesterday. Oh, that's, uh... so that's really all we so kind of deal with. So that's kind of annoying. So it's, uh, I guess like annoyances. Like it's not just a. Yeah, there's no like problems. Layouts oh, right. are a whole different monster, though. All right, fair enough. Well, I, I mean, in that case, let's, let's kind of stick on... I, I hate to kind of take a negative tone, but let's stick on maybe problems you have, maybe when you go through, like, a contest, like the Team Liquid map contest, like, uh, again, obviously, as a mapper, you hear about the contest, you get a bit of a pre-warning, perhaps, to set up your maps, you get given some... You know, you get given some... Um, uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, categories. Such a simple yeah. word, and here I am just lost. You get given some categories, and then you have to start thinking about your maps. I mean... What's sort of your process going into maybe the TLMC? Like, do you have maps pre-made that you sort of start to edit to fit the categories? Is the things that, you know, do you have you just got a backlog of maps? Do you start making new work or do you go into heavy editing? Like, what sort of stuff do you, you know, what's your process of when a TLMC? So this time I had all maps prepared already. Um, Blackpink has been done for, I think, two or three months. Um, I post almost all of my work on the... Team Liquid custom map section, and as well as Reddit, if I feel like it. <laughs> Sometimes I really just don't. I, um, I can get behind that, sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, right now, I have Sovereign on the Team Liquid map, like, forum, and uh, generally I use those. Um, so Blackpink has been done for a while. Backwater was a bit closer to the um, to the contest. Like, I don't remember exactly when I made it. It was pretty recent, though. Um, Pandora was uh, slightly before. People probably don't know Pandora because it didn't make it in the finals. But um, that was pretty recent as well. And then Huangsan was obviously from last year. And it won the third or got third place in the contest last time. So I was pretty prepared this time. Um, so you were pretty prepared? Of... No issues? Uh, yeah, I'm. this time I was prepared at least. Last so was it time. Last time, then, I guess? Last time, shit, what maps did I make? Uh, Huangsan was done, obviously. Odyssey was made, I think, about a month before. Okay. Uh, shit, Blood Boil was, had like a lot of time going in it. I started Blood Boil in like November or something, so I had a couple months going into it. And then Aramita, I made in two hours. <laughs> so, so it's a real variation, sort of like, you, you know, obviously as a mapper, you keep making maps because the idea is if you make more maps, you get more experience, I'm assuming. And if you get right. more experience, you kind of know what works, you know what doesn't, and of course you create this backlog. Um, I guess I guess one of my questions is: Do you ever sort of find yourself going back to a map and like something that you maybe kind of liked, then going back? Do you ever make like massive changes to your maps, like when a map contest comes around, or are you already kind of very happy with your work? And when you go back, do you just see it as okay, this is still good, let's set it in and see what happens? I'm generally happy, to, but it doesn't mean I'm right. So sure. like. La- shit, I don't remember how many contests there's been. Last year, there's one with Namaste, right? Yeah. Last year, um, Namaste had major revisions. Mm-hmm. So I just had a bunch of problems. But that wasn't because I wanted to make them, really. It was more that it just made the map better. 
uh, Chaldean Plateau had the same problem, like major revisions because it was bad. And were they revisions you made like before the contest or like during the contest? Because there's during like... the iteration. Okay, phase. so just to explain this to people, there's basically the contest works on a few different phases: submission phase, then judging phase, where they bring the maps down from all of the entries into fifteen or sixteen maps, which are the finalists. And the finalists get played out in generally a tournament, so we get to see them in action. And then there's an iteration phase, which is basically the phase where you're talking about now, where you made massive changes to kind of edit the maps. Basically, map makers get to change their maps based on what they've seen. Now they've gotten to see maybe a few more games of it in action, maybe read some feedback from people, players, and all the rest of it. And then there's the final judging phase, which is when the public gets to vote, the judges vote again, and there's a final result of the map contest, basically. So... So what you're saying is obviously you know a lot of your written, you know your revisions basically come through the iteration phase of kind of after seeing it play or so. Um, sorry, I kind of zoned out the last couple so, words there. So, so, <laughs> you're, you're, so you're just saying like the, the last minute. you're just saying like uh, you know a lot of your major changes once you've finished a map aren't really going to change unless you know it goes into TLMC and it comes out and you you have an iteration yeah. phase. Okay. So I, I guess that's I, what I it makes also... sense. Like. I should also clarify, major revisions like what Namaste and Caldean went through are not normal and they shouldn't be encouraged, um, especially in the contest. Like sure. when, you, when you have a mat ready for the contest, it should be ready to go. Um, and, and you should be making smaller revisions, like you know, maybe move the third a little bit, maybe yeah. make the main a little bit bigger, maybe move, make this choke bigger or smaller. So like Plackpink, for example... Um, I was already preparing uh, iterations for it going in because uh, I remember sitting in the bar, the guy who made um, Abyssal Reef Habitation Station and uh, Battle of the Boardwalk in the current contest. He told me Blackpink kind of suffers from uh, everything's the same, like width, like everything just looks right. the same. So I've been going around making certain areas bigger, some areas smaller. Yeah, okay. You know, kind of making there more room. And you talked about that too during. I think it was a Beyond Zero game where certain areas like you just can't really engage. Right, like, it's, it's I think too tight because uh, it it's weird because like you don't expect it to be small when you look at the preview, and then you yeah. get in game and like just certain bits of it like no, it's not necessarily bad or anything. It's just it does feel a little bit tight in spots, right? And I think yeah, you yeah. Can see that in a couple of games, so. <laughs> So that's yeah, something. So that's you... the sort of thing like you kind of find sometimes beforehand. Like I, I guess from our perspective, like not as map makers, um, the majority of people listening to this, it's sort of like, it's sort of like difficult to imagine because like for me, like I only ever really see the finished version of maps. I don't have this idea of you know for me like I don't look at a map and think oh that's not finished right. Like for me, it's very hard to imagine how you get to the point where you know the map's finished and you know this is what you want it to be. Um, which is sort of just yeah, that's, that's a pretty abstract thing. Yeah, I, I can't even explain. I, I mean, like, I, I guess it gets artist, to this right? point, right, where you're just like, well, I think this is it. Like, you know, I don't think I need to do anything else. I get. I mean, this is sort of thrown back, but like you're saying, you're an artist. I actually did art quite. This is probably some of the thing nobody knows, but I did art in high school and all the way through to like being like my final qualifications before I went to university. We call them A levels here, and I was yeah. really into art to the point where like I nearly went to university to do art if. I didn't. Was, was... Like my parents wouldn't have killed me or something, you know? 2D um, art or 3D art? Just just like like fine art, like painting and stuff and drawing. Okay. Oh, that's so, true. Uh, I, uh, so like, I, I kind of get the idea of like, you sort of know when like a piece is finished, like you're just like, that's it. And that like, you may go back the next day and you're like, okay, maybe this and that. But like, there's that point where you just say, okay, I can't change anything else now. Like this is what I want it to be. So Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I guess so, that's kind of cool. Like, that's really, like, for me, like, hearing, like, you kind of speak of it as, like, a piece of art. I know you said, like, you're different and other mappers are different too, obviously, but, I mean, I guess that's the same for artists who maybe obviously have different regimes and different goals of what they're trying yeah. to achieve. Like, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um, From a non-art perspective on a map, um, if people have been following my work very closely, they've been noticing that my... um, Hold on, excuse my uh my maps are beginning progressively smaller and tighter in terms of uh sorry i'm burping like a bunch uh how much space is not used mm-hmm. and when i mean not used is not used effectively so if you remember like you specifically remember from luck fatter rain city um dude i totally do. that map had a lot of just shit that was not used like there was yeah. a lot of random crap that it was just open, or there was like it was abyss. Like it was just three levels down where you can't even path onto it. Like it was just nothing there, and that's a problem a lot of newer mappers have. You 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 would think um, as a like if you're starting to do mapping, right? You'd be like, okay, I know how like, a main and natural might look out, and then you get to the third and you go, oh, how do I get to the third? Oh, well, this is too close, so I'll put this massive hole right here. Sure. And it's like, well, now you can't get there that fast. And you're just like, well, there's nothing here. Like, what's the point of this hole? Like, right. you're just wasting space. Which yeah. is my major problem with Frozen Temple. Everyone used to suck Frozen Temple off. Like, oh my god, such a great map. And then I looked at it and go, this is so inefficient in space. Sure. Like, I actually have my own version of Frozen Temple. Like, I actually opened it up and just Changed went it all right over it. it and, yeah. and, and made it super efficient in space. The, the Frozen Temple remix. People would love this map yeah. if it got on the ladder. Like it's funny. One of the submissions for this event was Habitation Station Two. Um, yeah, and, yeah, he showed and, us that. And what's funny is I really didn't like it. The thing I really wanted I didn't to either. like, I really wanted to like it because it was because um, I wanted to see how it played differently. But then I just mm-hmm. couldn't justify liking it enough because it just was. It, it, the only thing good about it was it was a remake. Of, of a previous map, you know, that we'd love. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing that made me stop and look at it more than another map. And I thought that was pretty pretty crazy. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I don't know. That map was really funny. I, I couldn't so, believe you actually I mean, did it. <laughs> this is, this is uh, interesting because uh, I was kind of part of the judging phase. I mean, I don't know how this happened. I was part of the judging phase for this kind of Team Liquid map contest. Um, because they said, hey, do you want to like join the Skype chat and sort of see how the judging goes? Because if you're going to cast the tournament, um, I, just in case you guys don't know, like we're casting like the big tournament, Wardy TV, Team Liquid Map, cost ten- map Contest Tournament, we're casting the tournament phase of this DLMC. Um, <laughs> but basically they were like, well, if you're going to cast these maps, maybe it'd be cool to see, you know, to get in here and sort of judge them with us or just to like see how we judge them, just so you know maybe why this map made it in or why we like that map and so on. Um, and I actually ended up, because it was, we were talking about this before, it was a bit tight with WCS, and so a few people couldn't uh, judge when they were actually meant to. I actually ended up judging it, which was a bit of a terrifying thought, because I didn't like the idea of just destroying everyone's dreams and hopes of their maps. Um, right. But for me, it was very interesting for me, sort of saying from like a, I mean, my perspective is not really a player's perspective, but kind of a player's perspective, but mostly sort of a viewer's perspective, I suppose, of what I feel would be interesting to watch games on. That yeah, is yeah. so much different from, say, Kantuva, who was judging, who is a map maker, and he says, well, the, you know, he's like using these phrases like, well, from a map maker's perspective, this map is perfect. It's so well designed. And so, and like, for me, I'm like, well, I just can't see that because it's like a completely different sort of like, 
idea of thinking about this map and you know once you listen to it a bit and hear well you're like well that's actually kind of smart like that's so different to what i thought and obviously that leads into a lot of interesting discussions about different people liking different maps because of different reasons and stuff so I mean, right. I, I guess that's an interesting question. I mean, you're a fan of StarCraft yourself, right? You, I assume you watch quite a bit. Um, otherwise, you wouldn't be making maps for it. Um, so, I mean, do you ever have that feeling, sort of, do you ever have, like, a couple of different perspectives on a map where you're like, well, from my map-making point of view, I love this, but from, like, a viewer's perspective, I hate it, or the other way around, perhaps? Do you ever have that sort of feeling? I'm... Since Brood War and Warcraft 3, I've always been the guy to, like, get a bunch of money, like, bases i want to see big battles i want to see skirmishing so i've never been one to design like rush maps sure. uh, my my first map that people would probably know me for would have been purified forge which is like this weird take on arena i didn't even like it that much um i eh. i'm trying to think like i would make it for me as a player I, I want to make stuff that I would like to play on, and sure. I would assume people generally like to watch macro-ish standard games. Right. So I don't think about that, but I do know someone who does. Um, the guy who made Archogenus into Sun Station is named Enek. He's from Korea. He actually runs... forgot what the name of it was. He runs some league uh, with Jackie in Korea, and he talks about what it's like to make a map for the viewer versus for the the player and his perspective was at least in korea most maps have been terran favored even if slightly and that's mm -hmm. why he's making these kinds of maps um is to sure. push it the other way and he always says that um or he always thinks that maps like this will draw in viewerships which is better for the league maybe not so much for the players so right. i know he has a, an yeah. interesting take on so it this this is something that i have as well because from my point of view like let's just talk arch of janus for a moment which is this crazy map i've got it on screen if you're watching uh the video version of this if you're not then basically you spawn in the bottom left corner surrounded by air blockers with a main base gold and a natural gold with something like a 28 ish second rush distance or it's even less nat to nat but main to main is like just less than half a minute, I think, to walk across. Something like that. It's really small, because it's all in this bottom left corner, and the idea is you can't take the outer bases, which are more standard, until you mine out your main. And so far in the tournament, we've not been able to see a map, a game like that, because everyone just comes in and kills each other on one or two bases. But the right. idea there is really cool, because it's something new that could, over time, like Dasan Station was a new idea, and even at the end of Dasan Station's ladder life, it maybe wasn't the map people loved, but it showed us it very different games. Yeah. That map had a real life cycle of everyone's one basing, everyone's drone rushing, into all of a sudden, everyone is taking longer games. I remember Ufemel versus Neeb in IEM Shanghai was like this 15-minute game on Dasan Station, and that became that. a bit more of a regularity. And... Like, for me, that's 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 the thing, right? Because players hated playing on Dasan Station because they had to play differently. Certain things mm -hmm. were naturally going to be different and broken a little bit, and they had to learn to deal with that. And Arch of Janus is like this sort of map where, as a viewer, I really want to see this map. I want to see it played to the point where I think we already have plans to make a tournament of just Arch of Janus within the community <laughs> casters. Like, this is actually a thing. Like, someone's messaged someone already and putting in a hundred, like a few hundred euros to see an Arch of Janus tournament. 
and we're all I down know, uh, for it. Fear Dragon is a fan of these kind of maps too. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing because they're interesting. But you yeah. go read like you can go on the Team Liquid thread where Snoot talks about these maps, and Snoot gives this a zero stars. He doesn't even give it the light of day. He writes one line saying, "Starcraft Two is not ready for this kind of map. Why is it even in a competition?" And that is yeah. like the perfect parallel of this difference between like as a viewer, this is like so fun and awesome and different to watch, but as a player, it's like. God damn it, I never want to see this in my life because there's so many things I have to worry about. I have to put so much time into play differently. And obviously yeah, for yeah. maybe a more casual player, that would be cool and fun. But for a competitive player, it's different. And that's sort of one of the issues as well. Especially especially when larger sums of money are on the line, right? Like people You do not like want to, to play Arch that. of Janus to decide your on, BlizzCon fate. BlizzCon, just, yeah, right? Like, right? exactly. Yeah. There's, Which there's, is, you don't. I think it's fair, right? Yeah, and you can understand why. Like People want to play... Yeah. You know, they practice their game. They put their lives into this game. They want to show their best StarCraft 2. And Arch of Janus doesn't necessarily... It show... Arch of Janus would kind of find the better player strategically and innovatively. Like, SOS yeah. would lo SOS. love Arch of exactly. Janus, right? But, like, innovation thinking. is never going to look twice at this map and be like, yeah, this is fun. He's going to be like, well, how do I do my build order that I execute perfectly every time on this map? Because it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't add up. And that's a really cool kind of comparison. I actually love something think, that Snoot uh, said. Um, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, something Snoot said in that Team Liquid post I was talking about was that I might even be able to get it up here and uh, just read through it quickly. Um, I'm just trying to think where... It's on uh, page, page four of wow. the finalists. Nailed it. Yeah, this is uh, a super useful... Uh, a super useful post because reading this myself obviously was really nice to kind of, kind of see what, how he thought about the maps compared to me. But I think it's um, where was it? Did he, is it this post he talks about uh, kind of having a separate map pool? Maybe it I was going to go into that. I don't I actually don't remember reading that. He, I'm pretty sure it was Snoot who said it would be really cool to see. I can't actually find it in this post. I feel as though it would be um, maybe it's in the big bit at the bottom of Neon Fire Square. Let me just read this quickly. Maybe coolest. Next I don't see it. Okay, so, yeah, I don't, maybe it wasn't in here, but I really feel as though I read it somewhere um, where he was talking about it'd be really cool to see these kind of maps in their own map pool where we don't yeah. have to play them competitively, but we could go and play them on the ladder here and there, et cetera, et cetera, you know? Um, I think to further on that too, like, do you remember? Um... I've got it. I've got it here. Um, it was got actually it? in the just the tournament thread. So uh, Snoot actually uh... just says, uh, fun game. I think he was uh, talking about Arch of Janus, like the first game we saw. And he says, fun game. Really wish we could have two map pools, one competitive and one wild or something, like in Hearthstone. Then you could host smaller wild tournaments with maps like Janus and not disrupt the WCS pool with experiments. I don't really map mind maps like Janus or Dastan if they can keep to a separate map pool in separate competitions. In fact, it'd be hilarious and fun to play in. It's just mixing the two I'm not a fan of since in the history of StarCraft we've consistently failed at least 15 times at having a universally accepted as good and balanced seven map competitive pool and i think that's basically what yeah. we've just been sort of saying right like this line between pros and the mindset between pros and viewers is like really hard to see and obviously then it's like another mindset we, we got into this saying my mindset as a viewer sort of slash caster sort of player sort of thing versus a map maker can be so different and this is just another level of that that's maybe its own you know topic of discussion at some point on a sort of separate episode of this show but it is so intriguing and i do love that idea of 
I mean, I've always been a fan of changing the map pool up. Like, I personally, after casting this event this week, I wish we had, like, a 15, 16 map map pool. Because it's so cool to see different maps every game that every best right. of three cast, like, like Odyssey. Would feel unique. You know, because just because I cast Odyssey yeah. every game, it gets old. I see it all the time. I know what ZVP happens on this map. It just gives right. you more room. And I really feel from there, you don't, you know, you can have the seven maps that are competitive, but it also gives you a chance to maybe get progress and information on what maps might be good to add to the competitive pool at some I, point uh, as well. I think on top of that too, remember when, I think like Red Bull used to have like more fun kind of casual yeah, the, um, games. I can't like remember Chaotic Arena, them, but... for example, they would do. Oh, yeah, and it was just that. stupid, silly maps like that aren't even remotely related to the uh, competitive side of the, la uh, the brackets or anything. Mm -hmm. Like imagine BlizzCon, right? Um, let's say this one, because remember there's a whole controversy about Beyond not making it in. Let's sure. say they invite Beyond anyway, and then they have this fun best of seven with whoever wins uh, BlizzCon on less, you know, normal maps, and it's just fun. It's, yeah. There's no money. It's just, yeah, yeah, Beyond's defending his title in a more silly way. Yeah, you know, I think, I think like, that sort of thing, like, it doesn't even have to be a big event. Like, I think, as Snoot says, you could literally, like, you know, you give us a map pool of smaller wild maps, and community casters are probably going to, you know, would run tournaments on them. Right now, it's not worth it because no one would take it that seriously and no one would know what they're doing. Right. It would just be kind of terrible, apart from maybe on Arch of Janus. <laughs> but, like, yeah. if that's one map for the entire tournament, it's a bit different. If it's, like, seven maps, then it does get to that point where everyone's just like, well, I just do the, you know, the first cheese that comes to mind because I don't learn how to play the map. But if you give right. a ladder and time for people to play it, it becomes very, very different. This is this well, is maybe straying a little bit away from kind of the idea of map making and map contests. No, because that's kind of a, a... It kind of segues into a problem that we deal with is people don't play our ship. Sure. Which, which it's, it's this cycle of a problem where players will complain about this map not being good. So we respond by saying, well, you could help us test you know, our stuff because we frequently ask for testers. And then they'll be like, okay, we will. And then when we do, they don't. And then they go back to complaining sure. and it just goes on and, and, and on. And there's on. the issue because there's no motivation for them to... There's no immediate motivation for them to help you test it, right? Like a lot right. of the players. Because for them, time spent testing this map is time they're not getting practicing normal maps that are in the map pool that they're going to play for thousands of dollars on. And, right. and that's the issue. Like maybe this map being tested now will help them six months down the line but there's no guarantee of that, right? What's the chance, like, right. and out of all the maps as well, like, what's the chances that this one map they test is going to be, and obviously once it becomes more than one map, it's more time, right? And it's about, you know, their time invested in return, and obviously for them, right. there isn't that much of an immediate return, which is where something like a wild map pool, or I, I don't even know, because, like, it's not even about wild maps anymore, right? It's just, like, even testing standard maps is very difficult to get players for. Yep, but especially like, in Legacy of the Void. But it's like, even I know, like, if I try and run a tournament, if it's an open cup, not many people are going to play because not of many of them really want to play on different maps. And then if I do, uh -huh. like, an invitational-based thing, well, well, the problem is they're still playing for money and they're still not going to really explore the map. And you can sort of see this to some extent in the map tournament we have here for the TLMC, and I'm not afraid to say that, like... There's nothing I can do as an event organizer to play, make the players play macro games and see all the cool right. aspects of the map. Like, we said this kind of when we were just chatting before, but uh, we were talking about your map Blackpink, which is in the tournament. And a lot of the games on Blackpink have been these kind of, oh, I build up and I attack you on two bases and the game's over or something. Because yeah, yeah. it's much easier for players who are playing for some kind of reward to say, right, well, 
Doesn't matter what this map really looks like, as long as I can get a prism to the other side and warp in adepts, I don't care where my third base is. I don't care what my natural looks like. I don't care about the fact you can drop in my main, you know? Yep. And that's what's so difficult because obviously in a competition aspect, players are going to try to win because they want to win the money. But at the same time, if there's no money, the players don't, don't want to play because, because what do they have to gain? So it's such a weird sort of thing where we don't see a lot of proper testing of these maps until they hit the ladder. And even just, and the thing is, we don't even need like the top, top players to test it. Even just having casual players play it would give you enough information to start seeing it, to start seeing games, to start seeing what's interesting in general ideas. And then, you know, that's already better than what it is right now, right? So, yeah, I, again, for like... me, why isn't there just a bigger map pool or a test map pool? It doesn't even have to be crazy maps. Why isn't it just a map pool which is like, these might be upcoming maps. You can play on them or you don't have to yeah. if you practice them for WCS. You know, something like that. I don't know. I, I've said it before, like last year. Um, you you didn't attend, unfortunately. But uh, <clears throat> when three point eight got shown to us, before it got shown to the public, we all told Blizzard, "This is not going to get tested unless you make a test ladder for it." Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, now we have the test ladder implementation as a result of that. Um, yeah, we should just use test ladder for just test maps. Like, doesn't yeah, have to no, necessarily no, exactly. be a balanced map. Just just yeah. put a separate map pool over there. I mean, there's so many ways around it. Like, you could literally make the ladder map pool right now seven maps larger and give everyone seven extra vetoes. They because... told us that wasn't possible at the moment. I don't, we don't know how they're... That seems crazy. Like... I know. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, I don't know the ins and outs, but can it really be that hard to load up 15 maps into the ladder I, instead of seven? Well, I think when they say it's not possible, it's more of... They don't have the time to dedicate resources sure. to completing that task. Not necessarily it's hard. Yeah. I, I mean, I just feel as though we've had... It feels as though competitive StarCraft recently or lately in the past months has been so much more about maps and talking about maps and people... It's funny because like, I'd say like a year and a half, two years ago, like pre-Legacy of the Void, we never really talked about maps anywhere near as much as we talk about maps nowadays you know yeah like i talked to blizzard period <laughs> like well that's the thing like back. i don't know like it's crazy like i don't i can't remember maybe it's just because i wasn't invested which is sounds crazy to me because i've been very invested in starcraft but very rarely do i remember people really complaining about maps like two years ago in heart of the swarm and yet nowadays everyone has something to say about every map pool and there's always issues yeah. with it and it's it's really kind of Maybe to the point where we do need to do something about it because this keeps coming around. Apart from maybe this map pool has been the first time where people have sort of not been on a major hate streak for a long time. Like, this map pool has been fairly popular apart from Catalina, so... Anyways, we're talking a lot about map pool. Um, I want to yeah. get back on well, map making and map, map design and yeah. in general and stuff like that. We've, we've already used up a lot of time. We've been so yeah. a lot. Kind of going um, over. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it, it's fine. We've, fine been, it. we've just been, yeah. we've just been talking. Um, I mean, let's bring it back towards the the map contest a bit. What, what are we talking about? I can't even remember what we talked about already now. Um, I mean, we talked about kind of we talked about so much already. Categories a bit. I don't really know where to take it from. <laughs> I, 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 like... I, I, I think we segued when I started talking about um, uh, the efficient use of space, and you were talking right. about. Um, uh, if I prepare, if mm -hmm. I prepare for maps or if, right, if sure. I make them on the fly. Okay, okay. So, so yeah, for I mean, me okay. at least as a creator, it I'll be participating as long as it's just refinement at this point. I think I have a pretty okay, solid understanding of like the fundamentals at, yeah. at this point. I didn't so much, you know, a year ago. 
Okay. But at this point, it's just making my smaller and more refined, more tight, just better. Um, I think an easy example is to look at negative zeros maps this time. I think Catalyst is very strong in terms of being tight and well-made. Abiogenesis, I think, is, as well. Anomaly is pretty pretty fundamental. Yeah. Like, solidly executed. It's just a little bit of a different map, so it's kind of hard to judge on that one. Um, but it's pretty fine. Um, I think less the lesser maps that wouldn't be so efficient. I think God's Garden is really just kind of weird mm-hmm. layout wise. I can't. I don't know if it's inefficient. I see what, what I think about weird. this map is that I don't see people using the left hand side and the right hand side. Like it feels yeah, like you could like literally cut the off. Main. Yeah, you could literally cut off the, the far left lane and the far right lane. And it would be exactly that's all people are going to use because, we, well, I saw kind of the one of the games. The one of the games today was Cell versus Gumiko, and it was one of the first games that really went long on this map. And it was a very interesting game, and it actually played out quite nicely. But there wasn't much use of the far left or the far right hand side. There was like bits and pieces, but it just feels as though not bits and pieces enough to justify it being like an entire lane of the map. You know, it sort of just feels like a way to hide a couple more expansions. See, I don't know, like. It's a it's a weird one. It's one that yeah you really had to see kind of in play I think to really yeah. grasp how it was gonna play. It was in the I think the worst category. So I think the worst executed was Janus. Not not talking about like oh it's a rush man. Yeah, it's it's got all those problems. I mean like in terms of how cliffs are set up to be, you know, sizes of certain bases. It's really wonky, mm-hmm. and that's just a problem. And sometimes <laughs> yeah has. we don't yeah we don't see that because we've never seen it go past the first two bases. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fair. But even like the main base is shaped very sure. odd. Like, I, yeah, I I can see what you mean about it. Like it's not real. It's got like so many sides to it. It's got like one, two, three, four, five. Like it's got like nine sides. It's crazy. Well, I mean, the sides is is one way of looking about it, but it's just more how the area is used. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to word this. This is really difficult to like explain. It's just inefficient. <laughs> Sure. That's all I can say about uh, it. Fair enough. Um, otherwise, the other maps are pretty good. I think uh, Neon Violet does a pretty good job of space efficiency. The mains are a little small, but that can be easily fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Neon Violet, I think, light, but... is my favorite of the, the new category maps. Um, yeah, I agree. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's, it's pretty neat. It's uh, it's one of these maps, guys, where it's it's got a bit of a cool feature, which is like this purple squares, which kind of blocks you. For moving, which just blocks units, and so when they place close together, it blocks larger units. And it's just a way to kind of make the map play differently. I'm not sure if I really like the use of the purple squares where they've been used in this one, but it has shown us some interest in moments throughout the tournament. So yeah. I feel like it could be changed. I feel like the idea is cool for future maps, and that's what yeah, gets yeah. me excited about it. I'm not. I I was really excited about this map. Then I saw it play, and it was kind of cool. But there's just something missing about the way the squares do work right now, which I think could be improved on. Yeah, I think cool um, I think the coolest way to do this would be without telling people to look at the map itself. Um, if you were to look at the map, there's like a side you can kind of like uh, snake like... through the center. Yeah. If that was not blocked by purple, but anything that shortcuts you through is blocked by purple, that would be cool. Mm. I think because then big armies take longer but smaller armies i mean i mean that's that's through. kind of what it does in a way right because it forces big armies to snake but small yeah, armies yeah. can just move through 
it's I feel like really big armies though have to take a longer detour than I would prefer. Like right. I don't think big I armies. I think should the way to properly attack on this map is to actually attack down the sides then across. Uh, yeah, that that's kind of what I was saying. Is like yeah, it really feels like the best way to do it is just avoid it, which is like okay. eh, now there's not a trade off, right? Sure. All right. I don't really want to talk too much necessarily about the um, about about other about other maps in general and just in general. I mean. The maps are the maps, and we could go into massive detail about them and stuff like that. But that would take so long. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, it's cool to pick a couple out. Obviously, you've got your two maps in here. We've talked a bit about these as we've went as well. So I kind of feel yeah. like we've actually kind of kind of covered the maps as well. Maybe we've covered more than I thought. Maybe it's um, maybe we've uh, covered more. I, I I felt as though I might have more interesting questions, but we've gone off on such a such a kind of a ramble, anyways. That maybe it's we covered it's quite a, a bit. Time. Yeah, yeah we, I think the really only thing did. we didn't talk about is making a layout because we talked about art and we sure, talked about we the, can, the concept maybe, of efficiency of space maybe, but... maybe we can do that in, an, in another uh, one of these sometime yeah yeah um but i, I kind of like i kind of like this chat it was kind of cool kind of a cool view into your mind as a map maker and a bit of info on kind of the map contest and how you approach it and then we got a bit detoured but hey what's the conversation without getting derailed just means the conversation's a good one <laughs> yeah um i think most of the derailments were pretty much segues like we did yeah no, I we had pretty smooth transitions it's, it's good i liked it i liked it i liked it i liked it all right um but i'll tell you what this is about the time i want to wrap it up anyways so let's wrap it up here if i'm yep. kind of struggling to ask more things i suppose so um obviously the team liquid map contest is continuing there's going to be that iteration phase we talked about next that's going to be taking place... I don't actually have the information up on front of me, but that'll be taking place for about a week or so, I imagine. I'll have it in a second. For the iteration phase? The iteration phase, I've got it right yeah. here. So the 20, iteration 23rd. phase, 23rd to October 2nd, and then you get to publicly vote as well, guys, October 3rd to October 5th, and then there'll be a final result as well. Um, again, there's $1,000 up for grabs of the mappers, and obviously if you don't really know what you're going to vote, then I highly advise you go check out the VODs of the competition that I've been running all week long, uh, the, the, the Team Liquid Map Contest Tournament, so you guys can uh, find the VODs on the Twitch channel and so on. I'm sure you guys can figure that out. Uh, the tournament's been really cool. We had a lot of top players. I'm super excited for Best of 15 ZVZ tomorrow, every map played. Probably the one oh thing boy. that's gone absolutely terribly wrong is that it's ended up as a ZVZ 15 maps grand final, but... It can't all be perfect, and there's been some pretty awesome games throughout. So if you kind of get interested in new maps and want to see maybe some of the concepts we've talked about today in action, definitely go check out those VODs and uh, yeah, get get clued up a little bit before you kind of cast your vote, because I'm sure you'll probably want to if you're a fan of StarCraft, have a bit of a say on which maps you love, and obviously it is something Blizzard looks at as well when considering which maps to add to future ladder map pools. Um, so that does... Pretty much wrap us up for us. I'm going to let Avex do his own outro. First of all, of course, Avex, thank you so much for joining me. I know it was a bit last minute. Um, I don't care. <laughs> I, I was meant to do sort of a, a an episode of this earlier today, but I was just so, I've just had so much going on. It's been crazy for me. So I kind of hit you up fairly. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I've, it's been crazy. So I hit you up kind of last minute, and here you are delivering, being an esports hero. Um, please, any shout outs, anything like that, please do feel free. Um, I run a map Discord. Uh, I don't. This is really hard to advertise because it's like a link, and I'm not like there to post the link. Tell tell people. Um, or oh, I can put the link. I'll tell you what. I can put the link down in the uh, comments on YouTube and wherever else I post this. Basically, so that'll work. All right, here I'll give you the link. So yeah, we have a map Discord. I use this to tell everyone, you know, certain TLMCs going up. Like there's TLMC eight info, TLMC nine info. If you are participating in the map contest, 
I can move you into a channel where we talk about your maps before the submissions go through. We get feedback even when contests are not going on. Um, most of the top mappers are here. So myself, Cantuva, for example, person who made Echo, uh, Abyssal Reef creator sitting in the bar is here. Um, we have team like representatives here like Monk, Plexa, Templar. We also have um, a couple of GM level players. I know Pig is in here. Shout out to Optimus, by the way, because after this contest, he's been become very involved in um, in helping, like talk about iterations. You mean since um, he played in this competition? Yeah, he oh, he, really cool. he he. I tweeted at him to talk about iterations for Blackpink and uh, Backwater, and he just hopped into Discord, so now he's helping out. Awesome. Um, so yeah, I'll give Wardy the link right now. And yeah, just if you are interested at all at um. Making maps or looking at maps, talking maps. Uh, we do talk here. Um, what else? My Twitter, uh, Avex, but it has a YLI at the very end because that's the full name that I can't change because Twitter sucks. But <laughs> yeah, it's just AVEX and then YLI. And uh, my Twitch is the same thing. If you see me either on Twitter or Twitch, I do have the Avex capitalized, so you'll know it's me. Um, just ignore the last three letters. Um, I frequent a couple of streams, so you might see me like Winter, uh, Upper Tree Zelda. I frequent quite often. Um, what else? I'm sometimes on Reddit. Not really, though. I've kind of moved away from it. Uh, is there anything else? I will be attempting to start um, a tutorial, like a YouTube tutorial series on making maps. Um, I should have done this a while ago, but I have not been happy with anything I've made <laughs> so far. Uh it should be it would be covering super basic stuff like how to use the editor and then you know making really basic layouts regarding you know distances study how to study a map you know stuff like that and learn from maps that sounds interesting I man. think think that's everything um all right i mean in terms of the map contest you know vote for the map that you like not for who makes it i i am very, very much very a meritocracy humble, person very humble way to uh to promote yourself Vote Blackpink and Backwater. Nah, <laughs> vote, vote, for, vote for the better map. All right. Meritocracy, man. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for your time this evening. This does wrap us up, guys, for episode 9 of Natural Expansion. I nearly messed up the outro as I did the intro the first time I recorded this. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, it was bad. I was like, thank you for watching, or welcome to Natural Ex or episode Natural of Expansion 9. It was a bit, yeah. of, a, it was a bit of a mess. Uh, I nearly just did that again. Apparently, it's a bit of a tongue twister with 9 and Natural for some reason. Um, thanks for watching Natural Expansion. Yeah, there you there. go. Avex <laughs> has nailed it. But thanks for watching, guys. Whatever episode it is. Um, um, yeah, episode nine. This that's the one. Um, we're doing this weekly still. This is our third week in a row. I I can't believe it either. I've actually done three weeks in a row of this. That's like actually a record now. So that's pretty sick. So you guys can all give me applause for that. Obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a like. If you're watching on the iTunes or so, hit that sub button to get up. Whatever. I don't know what you do on iTunes and podcasts. So whatever you usually do to like promote things or like things or something. Do it. Go do those. On whatever you're on. If you're watching in the Twitch, because we're going to broadcast this live at some point, then post some cappers or some hearts or whatever you always want to post. Just don't be mean. And um, yeah, this was episode 9 of Natural Expansion. I'm going to wrap it up here, because otherwise I'll just never end. And thanks, AVEX, once again. And see you guys next time. Not a problem. Time. Have a good one. Bye bye.